Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the first mini episode of August. This is Isn't Pastor Bedtime. I'm Rachel. I'm Krista. Whew. I felt like I wasn't prepared for an intro. I said it in my head like three times and then I still <laughs> had a hard time. I don't know. It's one of those like spaghetti brain days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, it works out. This is like the over caffeinated ones. So, you know, we're just can't do anything straight anyway. So but it's actually probably true. I had two tea bags in my London fog that I made oh. myself this morning and a Diet Coke. So I might be over. <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit hyped up this morning. A little hyped. That's, um, okay. that's fine. Uh, yeah. So for our minis this month, we're doing coffee theme related ones because uh, most people quite enjoy a cup of coffee. Uh, Chris and I are not mm-hmm. an exception to that. If anything, we like <laughs> set the standard. Yes, seriously. For it. Um, also, there's just like a million like coffee-centric books out there. Way more than I like, thought there would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about, but like I'm fine with it. Yeah, like this was probably one of the easiest themes I think we've ever accidentally stumbled upon. Like literally, I already had one and then we're going to, so because there are going to be three mini episodes in August, surprise, Ooh. you're welcome. Uh, we are going to cover the same mini for later in the month. But there were just so many out there. Like, mm-hmm. it was super easy. Yeah. Fairly an inconvenience. So, anyways, without further ado, the book that I chose for my mini was called Fresh Brood Murder Ooh. by Emmeline Duncan. Um, this book is part of a series. I don't know how many are in the series, but apparently it's a series. So... Honestly, I was wondering if it was one of those, like, uh, cozy murder mystery series where they have, like, a bajillion that's what it feels like like honestly I bet you anything that that is exactly what it's like um it defines itself as like amateur sleuths and like detectives so like it's very much like in that like kind of cozy Mm. genre where Mm -hmm. it focuses sorry uh, where it focuses a lot on like the relationships and like all the different characters that are in and out of this book I will say I didn't feel like it was as sleuthy as I wanted it to okay like when I'm looking for like a book with like the main woman character specifically being like a sleuth like I feel like she's gonna do a lot more investigating and I feel like in this book she just kind of lived her life Hmm. and it would be like that person's suspicious huh okay Okay. so anyways uh here's what this first book in this series is about and if it's something that's interesting to you maybe you will really enjoy the series like I said it did totally fit the cozy vibe so like I could see people getting into it um the main character isn't dislikable Okay. But I do think That's she's good. kind of bland. <laughs> uh, so our main character, Sage, um, she is a barista and she opens a new coffee cart in Portland. And Portland is known for like hipsters, like coffee is like a really big deal there. Um, so they have like areas where there's a bunch of like food carts and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So she gets like a spot, like the only spot left in this like food truck space essentially and it's across from this like new development coming in so there's like kind of some drama going on here um where the people in the food trucks there's like protesters and stuff because they don't want this new development going in because the new development isn't planning on having any like affordable housing so some developments when they put them in they they dedicate like a couple floors to like being affordable housing Mm -hmm. um and portland does have a homeless problem like yeah a lot of major metropolitan areas so There's already kind of a lot of, like, strife in this particular area. To add to that, Sage basically gets her spot via nepotism. (laughs) So her uncle is, like, in charge of the project across the street. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, like, 
the bank role. He like, he's got the money, he's got the pockets. Yeah. And then he's like, also like the investor for her food cart. Mm-hmm. So like, she definitely doesn't come across as like a spoiled rich girl though. Like that's not the case here at all. Like her, her uncle just happens to have money. Like Sage doesn't have money. Like she's had a very like tumultuous childhood. She was like homeless at 13 for a little while. I guess her mom is like a career criminal and she hasn't seen her since she was 13. I think she's like mm. in her mid late twenties at this point, like 26, 27, probably. Okay. Um, but the fact is her uncle got her the spot. Right. And so like, She's aware that that might cause some issues with the other food cart owners, but like she doesn't really think about it because like her and her friend who roasts all their beans for them and there's like a a whiz at like coming up with these like new coffee blends, um, like started this together. They used to work at a coffee shop in college or whatever. Like their old boss comes by at one point and is like, oh, it's not very good. And she's like, it's a lie. It's super good. Like <laughs> she's like a really nice person, um, like uh, this girl who is probably around 13 is homeless and like comes up and asks if they do that program where like if somebody pays for like somebody can pay for coffee ahead oh yeah because she was Mm -hmm. like do you have any like free coffee for me like I can't afford any and she was like oh well you know you inspired me to start this program where like people can pay ahead and then like pay for you know somebody who couldn't afford coffee or whatever so she like befriends this like girl um there's like a lot of layers to this book. Like I said, they really do focus on like the the characters and like the interpersonal relationships. But basically what happens is that it's only like their second or third day at the coffee cart. Um, Sage does like the morning shift. So she starts at like 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and like works to like noon. And then Harley, her partner, does like the more afternoon parts. They like overlap a little bit. But she goes in in the morning. She was there the night before because she had forgotten like her cell phone cord. Um, but she goes in like super early in the morning and her coffee cart is unlocked. The gate is like open to like the food truck area. And like when she had left the night before, she'd run into another one of the vendors who was also there late because he like his truck is open later. He does like mm. falafels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it was just the two of them and then they they left together at the same time. So she knows that he closed the gate like she saw him close it. Yeah. And there's a dead body. Oh, that's good. So she gets there in the morning, there's a dead body. <laughs> and it's the guy, not her uncle, but the guy who's like one of the building developers. Mm-hmm. So like between like the protesters being upset and then the coffee cart people being upset that the um, building's going to come in and then they're going to have like dedicated restaurants and stuff. So they're probably going to drive out the food truck area. Uh-huh. There's like a, a lot of people who could potentially be mad. Yeah, for sure. Um, That'd be hard. It's like your third day. <laughs> <laughs> like what a rough third day. Um, third freaking day um, because there's a lot of layers to this and like I said she's not like a super sleuth necessarily but there's like a lot of weird ties to her that makes her end up being a suspect in this murder so the person was like they're like I'm pretty sure their throat was cut with like a box knife or something and she had borrowed that box knife the night before from the guy that she had seen there the other the falafel guy so like the falafel guy knew that that knife was in her cart had left with her but her cart was open and so the murder weapon had her fingerprints on it because she'd been using it mm-hmm. so like the police definitely think that like she's involved um they find fingerprints for that like homeless girl who ends up being like related to the murder victim in some way i'm not going to tell you how i don't want to unravel mm-hmm. all those little things for you but like i said there's like a lot of layers here and they like 
her mom, I mentioned that like her mom's a career criminal and she hasn't seen her in 14 years. Her mom like calls her like right before this guy is murdered and she hasn't heard from her. Like she not only hasn't seen her, but like they don't speak Mm -hmm. like, but her mom calls and makes like some sort of like vague threat about like not being allowed to help fund the coffee cart. Where she was like, why won't you help? Like, let me do that. Like, you're going to regret that or whatever. And then hangs up. Like, so there's like that veiled uh, threat. And then her mom apparently had ripped off that guy who was murdered, like for hundreds of thousands of dollars at some point. Oh. So like, that makes the police even more suspicious. They think that like, well, because that's happened, you're clearly tied to it. So like, there's a lot of things that really, I can see why uh, the police might think, mm-hmm. right? Like nothing's missing from her coffee cart either. Like when she gets there, it's just the knife. Like, Hmm. super suspicious um because it focuses a lot on these like interpersonal relationships she spends time like hanging out with her uh like family members and figuring out how they might potentially be involved or how they've been connected with her mom over the years and like how maybe some of these like interesting dynamics could come into play so there are a lot of suspects like i'll give it that but she's not really investigating honestly she's just like encountering people and then they're telling us about what happened like she goes on date with like one of the uh with the falafel guy and she goes on a date with this other guy and then the falafel guy finds out that like she got that spot because of her uncle and then he's pissed at her and she's like well i've never seen him angry like this maybe he's got some underlying anger like so like Mm. there's just all of these like little things that like you really don't know like who did it like i will say that they did that really well but there just wasn't a lot of sleuthing yeah. And for a long audiobook too. Like it was like a seven hour audiobook. I wonder if they're trying to like set it up for the next ones in the series. So like that way, like right, like she's figured out this and now they're gonna yeah. kinda help. So maybe she'll sleuth more. Maybe. But like I feel like a lot of it was just like setting the stage for what Portland is like. Like mm. her cousin runs like a craft beer place and then they have somebody from a fancy restaurant ask them to like create these like curated like coffee cocktails for their new menu so like there's a lot of that kind of stuff and so there are a lot of characters and a lot of suspects I just don't feel like she's doing the investigating Mm. like I just feel like it just just unfolds the way it unfolds yeah like she just happens to be involved with some of these people who are working their way through it huh I don't know for a seven hour audiobook and for somebody who like really is like a suspect in a murder i would expect there to be a little more like proactivity and the way that she approaches it but because it's a series maybe they're just trying to build up what that character looks like right mm-hmm. like they're trying to set because they do talk a lot about like what her past is like like she lives with her brother but she didn't even know about him until she was older because her mom like adopted him out but kept her so that she could be like part of her schemes when she was younger and like her mom would use her to like help rip off men to be like oh look i'm this nice lady with a daughter and mm-hmm. then like rip off men of for lots of money like so i don't know it was definitely more relationship based and a little less murdery than i'd hoped okay but the vibe was cool like i felt like there was a lot of like checking out portland and seeing what's around town and like getting to know some like interesting characters but yeah i don't know i would kind of be interested to see if like the next one has a little bit more action going because yeah, give it if one you're more setting shot. up a series, you want to have a character that people can at least be invested in. And, like, they don't really tell you everything, really, about, like, how she became homeless and, like, how some of these things in her life occurred. They just, like, kind of give you, like, a quick little, like, well, this happened to her and this happened to her. Mm-hmm. So 
I'd be curious how they build on that or if there is really a plan to build on that like further in the series or if they were just trying to make it vague enough that like they could add stuff later if they didn't make it a series like maybe Mm -hmm. the plan wasn't necessarily to make a second one yeah because I'm like is someone else just going to get murdered at the coffee cart like what's the whole yeah how is how is she gonna solve another crime what's the next crime right so like maybe she gets more into it later because like her dad is like a police chief for like cold cases and so like maybe that comes back around later mm-hmm. like and then like you don't really find out like anything about her mom necessarily like I want to know a little bit more about like the veiled threatening like there's just a lot of things that I felt like were kind of open-ended so like I could see how they could make that into a series but I don't know I'm gonna give it like a three because okay. I wasn't invested enough I don't think to make it to that next book but for like a mini when I was just looking for like something that was kind of cozy and simple it was fine yeah it was fine okay it's good i mean it's fine it's fine that's they, they're not all winners i've read no. some of those ones in the series that have like the 20 books in the series and i have found like if i read like the middle ones that it's better like you do miss out right because you don't know all the characters and all the backstories mm-hmm. but they're more developed versus when i read the first ones so also I've not too surprised too. yeah yeah so that's how this one was, but if you like a book that is, like, an ongoing series, then, like, this might be good for you, and I mm-hmm. would be interested to know, like yeah. I said, how it unfolds, but I don't know if I was invested enough in the characters mm-hmm. to commit my time to it. Yeah. My reading time's kind of tight. Yeah, and a seven-hour audio is not so bad, but... It's not. Like, I, I listened to it at, like, 1.6, 1.7, mm-hmm. and they just sounded really caffeinated, and it was totally fine. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I was like, that suits it, so it's great. Yeah, it's um, all on theme. Yeah, I don't know kind of cutesy kind of cozy not as detective-y or murdery as i would hope okay well come back everyone and you can hear about my mini also coffee related also cozy so Hmm. that should be fun it's like a little theme going on uh but yeah we'll talk to everyone later bye everyone bye